Welcome to Home Buying 101 with Francisco Gonzalez. This week with me is Maria Hernandez with Wham. How are you doing today, Maria? I'm wonderful, Francisco. Thank you so much for having me on today. Oh, thank you for coming. So, Maria, can you tell us who Maria is first? What you did before lending, what got you into lending, why you like lending? That, that's a very interesting question, right? And uh, again, it's a long question, right? Because it's like we're talking about ourselves, but really, you know, I always have to give credit where credit is due because obviously, you know, where we are sometimes isn't really like a, it's not a product of just our own efforts, right? But yes, who is Maria? So I'm a native to Phoenix, Arizona, first generation Mexican-American. So I was the first in my family to graduate from college. So I did graduate from ASU. Shout out to all my Sun Devils. <laughs> have you ever hiked E-Mountain? Uh, actually, I have. Like, when I first moved out here, 4th of July, we went up there. No way. 4th of July? Okay, I, that is not ideal to be hiking in the summer. <laughs> what was that night? So to see oh, like, okay. the, the fireworks. There you go. Okay, that's neat. Yeah, so, so cool. that, that's really good. I'm happy that you did. So then, yes, right? That's, you know, I'm a product of that community. But yeah, so I originally, when I graduated from ASU, I was a teacher for a couple of years. I just, I guess I have a heart of serving, you know, per se. Because I always wanted to give back to my community, right? Because I'm a product of all of the, you know, the people, the mentorship, obviously the scholarships that were available, right? That led me to where I am today. Um, so that was a really beautiful journey. You know that in 2020, you don't have children, Francisco, but when the pandemic, you know, hit, it was very unfortunate because a lot of schools, you know, shut down. And so that was really big for not just families, right? But for children too, because, you know, now, right, that social emotional aspect of being a child, right? It's very important. So of course. that affected a lot of, you know, children at that time. But that's when I did, I did switch careers. I was in the insurance industry for a couple of years as well. And that was a lot of fun because that's when I really learned sales. <laughs> so, you know, and when it comes to lending, it's a little bit of both, right? Which is really neat because, you know, I'm super grateful for, for the person that brought me into the business. And that was Eddie Gomez. And, you know, he took me under his wing. And so having that history of teaching, but then also sales, just, I was a really great fit for the job without really even knowing. So... Yeah, I can see that just because since you already knew how to teach, you have to kind of teach your clients about certain things. So I can see where teaching kind of comes into that too. Yeah, yeah. So you have to come in from that, you know, from that angle as well. And I will tell you this, like what you were saying about COVID is I remember, I remember because I used to go to like three, four events a week oh, okay. before COVID. Yeah. So COVID <laughs> kind of hit me hard because yeah. I was always out socializing, meeting you, new Absolutely. people, trying to get in front of new clients and mm -hmm. stuff. So COVID hit me a little hard too, just because Instead of every every day having a different event or doing yeah. something else, it just cuts off the whole socialization. And I've heard a, a lot of people, it, it, it impacted a lot of people because, yeah, mm -hmm. like you're so used to socializing that a lot of people fell into not a depression, but kind of just Correct. like their, their dopamine. Because once you're out socializing, if you're used to it, your dopamine levels are pretty high because you're just out there just like kind of like socializing and you a lot of people feed off of other people's energy so absolutely if you're not out mm -hmm. there feeding off someone's energy and just socializing it affects you too you know that is very true because there's something to speak for that you can't really get that off of zoom right because a lot of that you know everybody pretty much went virtual right and it really it just it wasn't the same so here we are three years later right i think i think everybody you know society in general right like we've started to come out as a whole little by little but yeah, it is really neat to get back to like, you know, in-person events, right? Socializing and starting to network again. Even sporting events. That's what I miss too. <laughs> Even sporting, sporting events. events. I bet. So Maria, every week we start off the show with talking about what the market looks like. So this week we've got about 12,273 active listings. So it's not, 
it fell for it fell 109 from last week which isn't too bad because last week it fell almost like 500 so coming soon we're looking at 561 pending listings we're looking at 10,095 Median listing price were at five ten. Median sold price were at four hundred thirty seven thousand. And days on the market were looking at seventy five days. So with the median sold price at four thirty seven, Maria, what is someone looking at right now hypothetically for a monthly payment? Of course, and so and again, right, we're coming in with just you know traditional home loan programs, right? Which which you're either going to be an FHA candidate or a conventional loan candidate, right? And so. You guys are going to be a little surprised on this, right? But for an FHA program for the median price of four hundred and thirty-seven thousand, we are looking at for a principal and interest amount of two thousand four hundred and sixty, and for a conventional loan, it's actually a little bit higher for two thousand six hundred and ten. Okay, and of course, these are all hypothetical numbers. So, correct. The, the best way to talk to you is just reach out to you and kind of sit down and look at everyone's situation. Correct? Of course. <laughs> so I'm happy you're on the show today, Maria. Of course, I wanted to talk to you today and bring you in to talk about just some major misconceptions that are. People kind of are hearing out there, and I kind of wanted you to debunk these for us today and kind of give us your opinion on some of these misconceptions that are out there right now. Just because, of course, just like the show is, I want more people to be educated and and get out there and buy a home. I think home ownership is very important in in today's day and age. You're paying a mortgage right now. You're Mm -hmm. just paying someone else's. So why not pay your own? Absolutely. So let's just start off with one of the major ones is, do you need 20% down to buy a home or to have a mortgage? Correct. And then, you know, it's that also, you know, sometimes that spreading of misinformation that can really, you know, it it stops a lot of our, our renters, right? Because a lot of our renters are really the ones that are going to be, um, you know, they're going to be buying their homes in these next couple of years. But yeah, it'll definitely scare them. And so that this is one that we hear a lot, right? That you need 20% down down payment to, you know, to be able to get a mortgage. And that's, and again, right? There's a lot of misinformation there. So really, you know, coming in with the traditional government loan programs, you you will only either need 3% of the purchase price or 3.5% of the purchase price, right? And so again, my job is just a little bit harder because we're like the numbers people, right? And, and, and there's a lot of like, you know, whenever we're, we're having consultations with clients, they'll be like, oh, you know, like, I don't like math, you know, we, we, and so sometimes these numbers will scare them, but it is the minimum required investment you know, again, right, that the bank is asking from you to take on that loan. And so, I mean, I think it's a pretty fair deal, right? You know, if if the bank is willing to give you a $300,000 loan, they're only asking for about $10,000 for you to put as a down payment, right? And of course, sometimes even with what we have nowadays, the down payment assistant programs, sometimes people are just not even coming in with anything, correct? Correct, correct. Because mm-hmm. there's programs out there right now, and we can talk a little more about that a little later, is there's programs out there that even if you have a thousand dollars in the bank, mm-hmm. you you can qualify for some of these programs that can help you get into the home, correct? Yeah, absolutely matching them. And so, you know, us, you know, our job as lenders, we're gonna tailor, you know, your needs, right? Every consultation is specific to each person. But, you know, if there's any programs or grants that you qualify for, we're gonna make sure that you know those options as well. And really from then it's just gonna be, you know, which route you decide to take. Of course. Mm-hmm. So then another misconception that I've heard a lot is you need a six forty to qualify for a loan. Correct. And I'm sure with everything that's been heard of in the media right now, right, with like, you know, if you have a higher credit score, you're going to be penalized. And so um, it is not true that you need a minimum requirement of a 640 to get a home loan. However, that is when you start receiving the best financing option. So that part is true. So it is very important, right, for for anybody who's listening to still take care of your credit um, just because, you know, um, yeah, with everything that's being put out in the media right now, if you have lower credit scores, that doesn't necessarily mean 
um, that you're going to be getting the best deal on your monthly payment because really that's what we're speaking to, getting a lower monthly payment. So, of course, even if you qualify with under a 640, sometimes I'm guessing you'd advise a client, hey, it looks like you're at, what's the lowest you can qualify right now with? I want to say the lowest, I mean, the lowest really you can qualify with is like a 580, 590. You will have to have reserves for money in the bank though. So so let's say for example, someone's at a 580. Is there situations where you'll recommend, hey, let's work on your credit for three to six months before we actually do your loan? Correct. And so that'll just be depending on whether if you have cash reserves, right? If you have like retirement funds that not necessarily you're going to be using towards the purchase of a home, but it's like, it's like a backup, right? Showing the bank like, Hey, you know, even though my credit is a little low, I do have 10, $15,000 in a retirement account that can compensate if I'm not able to make my monthly payment. Okay. And of course you guys, WAM also help with credit services. So if someone's not ready to purchase, you guys can coach them to let them know, Hey, if we do these couple of things, we'll be able to we'll be ready to buy in a couple of months. Absolutely. Yeah. We do have credit simulation programs that will, you know, we'll, we will find creative ways to get your credit where it needs to be. And again, everything is a matter of a timeline. So it's not necessarily, you know, if you're going to qualify, it's going to be when, right? How long is it going to take us to get you there? Of course. Mm-hmm. This is another misconception. I haven't heard too much, but you brought it up with me earlier before we started the show. You can save money by not using a real estate agent. Yeah, that's a really big lie that I think has kind of been put out there, right? And just, you know, we, you know, us as buyers, we always want to make sure that we're getting the best deal, right? We're getting the biggest bang for our buck. And so sometimes people may think like, oh, if I don't use a real estate agent, right, then I'm going to be saving money on the purchase as well. And so again, that is a lie, right? Remember, you you are working with professionals. You're talking about, you know, a purchase of thousands of dollars, right? And so you want to make sure that you're having a professional represent you so that when you're entering into that contract to purchase that home, that it's going to be the, you know, you're getting the best home out of it, right? Because, I mean, I'm sure, you know, as an insurance professional, you know, all of the things that can go wrong with the purchase of a home, especially with all of the things that, you know, that, that you guys see that sometimes, you know, we don't know what's beyond, you know, a wall. We don't know what's beyond a foundation. We don't know what's under the ground, right? Like in regards to sewer and things like that. So you want to make sure that the, a professional is going to be there for you to represent you. Of course, to, to guide you and mm-hmm. tell you, hey, we need to do this. We need to do it. Based on the age of the home, we should do a sewer scope or based Correct. on the home, we have to do these additional things in inspection. So like you said, it, it is good to have someone that's been through the process to guide you through that process. Correct. So of course, the next one is, and this is a big one that we've talked to about people about over the last couple episodes is it's a lot of people say it's cheaper to rent than to buy. <laughs> I think that's going to be the slogan that you're going to be hearing forever, right? When it does come to, it's cheaper to rent than it is to buy. But yeah, you know, we have, we are seeing that rent prices, they're starting to settle in just a little bit, right? We do know that, you know, in these last couple of months, it renting a two bedroom, sorry, a three bedroom, two bathroom apartment was really similar to paying a mortgage. And so that's where sometimes, you know, those misconceptions can really also come across. And so again, every family is going to be a case by case scenario. We're going to make sure that we give you that, you know, that full in-depth evaluation so we can see if it's a good fit for you. Of course. My favorite saying still to this day is if you're renting, you're paying a hundred percent interest. Yeah. (laughs) Let me ask you right now, when you give us the payments, how much was FHA at for a monthly payment? Correct. So FHA for that $437,000 medium price was $2,460. $2,400. So I had Ivan up here maybe about two weeks ago Mm -hmm. and the rent was about that. I mean, rent was, depending on the area we were talking about, you were anywhere between 2000 and 2400 So like you said, even if you put in a couple hundred bucks extra, you could be owning instead of renting. Absolutely. And then, you know, you have that liberty to really make that house your home, right? 
painting it, changing the tile, right? Adding an extra bedroom if there's no, you know, if there's no homeowners associations, you know, with that. And so you can really make that home, you know, yours. Of course. And that, that's <laughs> another thing we talked about is like when you're renting, you, you sometimes don't have the choice to make the home yours. Like you kind of have to stick to the bare white walls, the person's right. renting the house out to you. Yeah. And there's, I've actually been seeing like a lot of, you know, trending TikToks and even on Instagram where it's like renting hacks, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what you can do to make your apartment or, or the home that you're renting just, you know, a little bit you more know, homey. customized. Mm-hmm. Okay. So we kind of already talked about this, but a lot of people are thinking they don't need a new a home inspection on a newer home. Yeah, and you know, with new builds, that's something that's that's come out again, right? You would think because the home is being built, you know, from the ground up and it's new, you do want to make sure that you're getting a professional in there to, again, ensure that everything's, you know, that your home is going to be fit for you to buy it, right? Well, it's and, one of your greatest investments. Of course. And <laughs> and also, you never know, like we talked about this with also the inspectors we had on here a couple of weeks ago is before the house was there, it was just an empty plot of land. Correct. It was just dirt. So they found different stuff. Like they told us one of the new builds that they went and did a, a year after inspection, mm-hmm. they had no insulation in the roof. There was also another case where they had some of the piping, there was a soda can or a beer can stuck in the piping. <laughs> oh, no. So it's just, it's, 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 you think, oh, this is all new material, but you have to do an inspection because you don't know what was there before or Correct. in the process what not mistakes or accidents happen, but what was left behind. Yeah. So you have to make sure, of course, on anything, make an inspection. And that's that happened a lot during 2020, 2020 2021, where Absolutely. everyone was mm-hmm. just like, oh, I don't even care. Like, I just want the home. Mm-hmm. Let's waive inspection. That was, and a lot of people are going to end up paying for that because you don't know, like you said, Correct. what's in the walls, what's in the roof, what's in the plumbing. Mm-hmm. So you don't know what's going to happen. So. Yeah, no, that's, that's something super important to speak to. And again, you know, for, for our listeners that are listening today, you, making sure, again, that you go in with a professional, especially when you're going to be looking at new built homes, because sometimes, you know, they, again, you know, they're going to want to negotiate, uh, you know, to also, you know, if, if you don't, if they don't have to go in and, and pay that, you know, just because it's already built into the, you know, the listing price, the compensation, again, making sure that you're walking in with a professional. Of course. So let me ask you this, when it comes to getting your credit pulled, because I know, and I don't, this might even be a misconception itself, but I know when you're car shopping, they say, Hey, get your when you go car shopping, try to do it in the in thirty days because once Correct. they pull your credit, mm-hmm. once for car shopping, it kind of it it doesn't ding you if you kind of get your credit pulled a couple of times the same day or the next day. So, can you talk to us about that when it comes to lending? I guess yeah, it, it's pretty similar with lending, and so now what we're seeing, you know, just just because again, right, we we are seeing with how volatile the market is and whatnot, right? So what we are advising, especially our clients, to do is we recommend to always get a soft pull. Right. Just depending on how what their timeline is. Right. If they're looking to purchase within the next three months, three to six months. OK, we're going to be doing that hard inquiry. But, you know, if your timeline's really not there and you're just wondering where you stand, we're always going to recommend the soft pull. That way it's not hurting your credit score. Okay. Mm-hmm. So when it comes to, let's say, for example, I qualify for five hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. Should I go look for a house? For five hundred thousand dollars, <laughs> just max max out my credit, pretty much. Max out how much home you can afford. You know, it's really going to be again, right? Looking at your finances, right? Because, I mean, what we're seeing, right? So, of course, right? We're going to quote you on what your monthly mortgage payment is, but that's not considering, you know, your light bill, your water bill, you know, and any other fees associated with just having your home. That it it, it can really start getting expensive, and so. 
uh, you know, something that just was really popular or actually it still is really popular, right? Is, you know, the sub two buying, right? It's where families, not necessarily that they couldn't afford their home, right? But it's just that they got into a home, you know, let's, let's say like, you know, this past year or two where, where home values have, you know, they have come down just a little bit now, but really it's just with that, because they had such a low interest rate, even if they were trying to refinance or sell, they're not going to profit anything. Right. And so again, we want to make sure that it's going to be the best fit for you and that it's going to be something that you can afford. Okay. And then can you talk to me about adjustable rate mortgages? Cause I know they're, they were a little more popular maybe about two, three months ago, but of course they're always around. So can you talk to me about a, what is an adjustable rate mortgage and is it a good idea, bad idea? Correct. And so again, adjustable rate mortgages, and this is something that a lot of people will ask us, right? Even when they're having a consultation, they'll be like, Maria, like, I want to make sure my interest rate doesn't change, that it's going to be fixed. Or do you guys provide, you know, like, is it true that you guys finance homes, right? With rates that are always changing. And so again, we do have to educate our clients in that aspect, right? Um, Because there are going to be options where, you know, adjustable rates are a really good idea, right? For your family, you know, to maximize your monthly mortgage payment and your savings. But there's going to be instances where, you know, it's not recommended. So again, adjustable rates, mortgages, there's going to be a period per se, right? When the interest rate can change every five years, every seven years. So it's really just going to depend. And again, you know, I see sometimes that those options are more fit for like business owners, right? For for people who are going to be paying off that loan relatively quickly. But if it's something that's going to be long-term, we'll present a, a fixed option instead. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then what about when people think, oh, I just need enough in my savings for a down payment? That is something, you know, I think in these last couple of months, just because it was a buyer's market, we did have a lot of families, Francisco, just coming out with their down payment, which was incredible, Right. Um, but if you were, you know, someone who purchased in the past two to three years, right, obviously when mortgage rates were really low, not only did you have to come out with your down payment, you had to cover closing costs. And also you had to bid above what the asking price was, right? So really, instead of coming out with your down payment of, let's say, just the 3.5%, the 3% purchase price, um, you know, which is anywhere between ten dollars to $14,000, right, on a $350,000 home, then you were having to come out with closing costs, which can range another 1%, 2% of the purchase price and then go above asking price. So what I tell my clients right now, just because, you know, we are starting to kind of see that shift in the market where sellers are not willing to give that assistance. It's, we just recommend you to save as much as possible. There are some down payment assistance programs that will only help you with the minimum down payment. They won't co- they won't help you with closing costs. And then there's other programs that will help you with both, right? Does that mean that you may qualify for them? We don't know. Right? We don't know until we actually run your entire financial profile. So again, the biggest recommendation there is just always save as much as you can. And of course, another thing that people don't think about is, okay, you've, cl- you've put your closing costs, you've put your down payment, you still need money to move exactly to turn on the electricity, turn mm-hmm. on the water. There's just so many other bills that you, that just start coming up when you're moving. Yeah. And so sometimes that can be just a little unexpected. Right. And so again, just saving as much as you can, that doesn't mean that everything's going to be applied to the home purchase, but like you said, right. You know, when it comes to moving, when it comes to packing, right. When it comes to, you know, turning the lights on, those are things that we're going to want to make sure that you also have enough money to. Of course. To and I wanted to ask you, you being a broker, what are the benefits of working with you as a broker compared to someone that works either at a Wells Fargo or bank, a bank mortgage company? Itself? Yeah, the, you know, that, that's a great question. And so now I see that difference now, you know, we coming from, you know, the background that I came from, we did work for a retail bank. And so when you are only working with one bank, you only have access to one product. It's really just what that bank has to offer. And so as a mortgage broker, we do have access to several different banks around the country. 
And so again, it's just going to be based on your financial profile, right? Let's say if your credit is not ideally where it should be, you do have a credit score of the minimum 580, but let's say, you know, some of these bigger banks, they're the, the cost to really purchase with them is a little bit higher. We have several options to see which one's going to be a better fit. Okay. And then can you talk to me about some of the down payment assistance programs you've been seeing right now? Is the one in Avondale still available right now? For the city of Avondale, it is. Um, and so that one, you do have to come in with the 1%, right, of the purchase price. You do have to come in with your own funds. Um, and again, right, the WISH down payment assistance, that one is still available as well. However, you do have to apply for it. So you do have to submit an application first. Um, you know, to see if you qualify for it before it can be considered into your purchase. What about some programs with Trellis that you've seen lately? Pretty similar. So Trellis and Wish do work hand in hand. I have seen though, and this is for like our real estate professionals that are out there, Trellis does have some homes that are for sale. And again, right, they're like new builds. So they're like actually in that range of the 430000 price range. But, you know, with the combination of what Trellis, you know, with the different down payment programs and also what Trellis can offer themselves, they can actually bring the purchase price down to closer to 300000 And so again, that's something, you know, for our real estate professionals to also look into if that's something that your clients can qualify for. Okay. Is there anything else you'd like to let our viewers know about when it comes to home buying or qualifying or talking to you about just alone. Yeah, you know, and then going through all of these different points, right? Because again, they're going to be misconceptions. Really, the I, I want to say like the biggest advice I can give is just taking that leap of faith, right? Uh, make that phone call, reach out, you know, whether it's to me or like any other lender that's out there, right? Our goal is to really get our community into homes. I'm sure with the media, right? We've seen, right, that, you know, there's going to be a lot of other, you know, banks. They're going to be coming into the communities and start looking into, you know, into really buying homes as their next investments, right? And so what it's going to turn into, it's going to be, you know, Phoenix is really popular right now, just the Valley in general, right? That we will eventually turn into like the next California, right? Where it's going to be, you know, having a home and buying a home, is going to be a luxury. Mm -hmm. So that's just going to be my, my biggest, you know, recommendation. If you can get, you know, start preparing your financial profile to become a homeowner in these next three to five years, you're going to be greatly benefiting from of course. that. And of course, talking to you doesn't cost them anything. It's a free conversation mm -hmm. and you at least know where you stand and what you need to do to get to where you need to be or what you need to work on to, to become a homeowner. Because at the end of the day, like we said, mm -hmm. when you're renting, you're paying someone else's mortgage. You're it's a hundred percent interest. Absolutely, it's a hundred percent interest. And so, and just like Francisco mentioned, right, it doesn't cost you anything really. It, it's just you know taking that leap of faith and taking that initiative, right, to find out like, hey, you know, if I want to become a homeowner in the next two to five years, I need to start preparing and knowing what I need to do now. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let me ask you this: If someone were to, wants to reach out to you, where can they reach out to you, Maria? Yeah, absolutely. So you know, we are obviously we're on social media, so you guys can, you know, send me a DM. Um, Maria knows loans, <laughs> but also you guys can contact me through email mhernandez at wamtgmortgage.com. Okay. And so yeah, those are pretty much one of the easiest ways to be able to get um, access to me, and you know, so we can get start your home buying process. Okay. So if, if you guys, of course, have any other questions for Maria, also you can reach out to us on our socials. And of course, if you guys need any insurance questions or any insurance quotes, reach out to us also. But Maria, thank you for being on the show today. Thank you, Francisco. It's been a pleasure.